I'll see round the horns on in a minute, Dad. Muck, that is, muck. They're all muck. Every one of them. Well, that Kenneth Horn ain't. He's educated. Well, he ought to know better. Consulting, <laughs> consulting with all that other muck. It's all them double entendres and the insinuendos and catch penny horseplay. Am I going to have it on then, Dad? No, no I, I shall just I... sit here and polish me boots with a cat. <laughs> Right, Dad, but yes. I think you should listen to I it. I should listen to it? Why? Yeah. Give me one good reason. Well, I mean, you are head of broadcasting. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the show that thumbs its nose at convention and cocks a snook at credibility. Round the horn! <laughs> the story so far. Beefy cowpoke Betty Marsden, Marshal of Dodge City, rode into town on her pinto, Solly the Wonder Horse, played by Hugh the Wonder Horse Paddock in an ill-fitting skin. His own. The Marshal strode into the Last Chance Saloon and Heel Bar and was confronted by a masked stranger. Was it Wild Bill Pertwee, feared from Kansas City to the Rio Grande and not too welcome at the all-night Turkish Baths Paddington? <laughs> Or was the stranger Kenneth Gabby Williams? After all, who could be stranger than Kenneth Williams? <laughs> then, after a pause, the masked stranger spoke in a voice that suggested the wide-open spaces between his ears. <laughs> he said... My name's Kenneth Horn. And that was Douglas Smith, or, as he is better known, the father of the modern bread pudding. <laughs> Although he pleads the headaches. Now, for the answers to last week's questions, complete the following song titles. First, When I Leave The... Well, of course, the answer was The World Behind, and not the bathroom as I would wish to find it, as one was suggested. Question two, The Girl That I Marry Will Have Two. Well, most of you thought that line was complete, so... Uh... <laughs> we'll go on to question three. He's got a fine brown. <laughs> and the answer to that is frame. And I will not enter into any correspondence about that with anybody. Right. Right, Smith, make the announcement. Yes, sir. In a moment, Kenneth Horne, Master Spy. But first, the makers of Dobbin's Medical Cummerbunds for Horses present a new, exciting addition to their range. Dobbyroid's Magic Rejuvenators. Is your horse listless? Smith! Does he come home from the office tired and run down? Smith, have you taken leave of your senses? Don't forget that Dobbyroid's will make your horse bounce with health. Smith! So, feed your horse on Dobbyroid's, Dobbyroid's, Dobbyroid's. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but I, I, I had to do that. They, you see, they, they offered me money. <laughs> I can't live on what you pay me. I'm sorry, I, I was driven. I had a wife and family once. Now my friends shun me. My wife has left me. I, I've no job. Read my story in the Sunday Black. <laughs> and now, Kenneth Horn, Master Spy. As you all know, on the 19th of March, 1966, the World Cup was stolen from Central Hall, Westminster. 
It was subsequently recovered. But what nobody knows is that it was stolen again, yesterday. This was a job for MI5. I was summoned to an office in Whitehall where Colonel Haverstrap was waiting. A bulging dossier open on the desk in front of him. All right, Horn. Shall I run over it once more? Who wouldn't mind, sir? That's better. Nothing like a bit of exercise. <laughs> now, now, Hornby, World Cup. It's been stolen again, and you know what that means. Yes, sir, we'll have to drink out of the world saucer. <laughs> I had to move fast. I called Sir Andrew Sweet, head of the F.A., at his headquarters. Hello, Sweet F.A. here. <laughs> He was being evasive. I felt that he knew something. I had to get into F.A. headquarters somehow, but how? I needed to conceal my identity. I hurried to the disguise department of the MI5 boutique. Their experts would take care of me. Hello, anyone there? Oh, hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend Sandy. <laughs> Hello, how nice to bow to your old eek again. <laughs> Absolutely bone, any jewel. Yeah. What are you doing in a top security job with MI5? They sent us down here from the Labour. I would have thought you might have been considered a slight security risk. No, 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 we've been screened. <laughs> they went into our backgrounds and found out our fides were absolutely boner. <laughs> We are your actual experts on disguise. Yeah. Mm, we've had all the spies in here, haven't we? Have them all in here. All of them. Mm. Mm. When we've finished with them, you wouldn't know them. <laughs> that, that, uh, Siobhan Connery, we've done her. <laughs> I thought it was Sean Connery. Well, it only goes to show how good our disguises are. <laughs> And Modestry Blaze, Blase, Modestry Blase. Yeah, that's David Niven in drag. <laughs> now, first you'll want your basic spy equipment, bulletproof waistcoat and your actual tattersall check. Check. Then you want your shoulder holster. Stuff. Got a lovely range oh. of shoulder holsters. Mm. <laughs> you sh show him your spring collection, Jules. <laughs> show him. You're right. Come on, don't be modest. Show him. Oh. <laughs> well, here you've got your mock crock. <laughs> Encrusted with semi-precious stones. Comes nice in the mock crop. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then you have your dough skin with your initials done in the diamante. Mm, comes beautiful in the dough skin. Mm. Oh, and here's a nice off-the-shoulder holster for evening wear. Mm. <laughs> Black satin with embossed rose done in bullion. Oh, it's a rave. Very good. That's a Rave. Rave. That's lovely, isn't it? Aren't you sure, Dick? Yes, well, uh, yes, all right. Yes, I'll have that then. But uh, will it support the weight of my gun? Oh! <laughs> Don't want to go stuffing your beretta in there. <laughs> does he, Julie? Now, does he? Make such an unsightly bold. Spoils the line. Spoils the line of the jacket. Yes. But surely, line. surely, as a spy going on a dangerous mission, I'll need something to protect myself. Oh, well, you need this. It's small fits into your pocket. If you're in trouble, press this little lever here. Oh, what happens? You spray yourself all over. It gives you morn till night personal freshness. <laughs> and it's nice to know you're nice to know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, yes. Now, 
now, what about my disguise? Makeup, you know. What do you think, Sandy? He needs a facial, don't he? Yeah, facial, yeah. More like a paper hanging job, actually. <laughs> well, anyway, Jewel, no Jewel, we won't have any trouble with superfluous hair. Ah! If it's all the same to you, I'll just have an ordinary disguise. I want to track down an arch fiend, not win the Miss Universe competition. Oh, bold! <laughs> now then, what do you want this disguise for, then? Well, I want to get into the Football Association headquarters. I'll need to look like a sporting personality. How about Tamara Press? Don't be so facetious, Sam. Oh, I'm sorry, I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me think. Ah, I've got it. I've got it. Do you think he'd lend himself to Kenneth Wollstonehall? No, if he's got any sense, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. No, seriously. No, seriously. Don't worry, Mr. Horn, Ducky. We'll think of something. Two hours later... I emerged looking exactly like Billy Wright. The resemblance was fantastic. And for a while, Joy Beverly and I were deliriously happy. <laughs> but I knew it couldn't last. And besides, I couldn't stand her sisters coming around, sitting in the living room, singing about ham cream all night. <laughs> I hurried to the FA headquarters in Lancaster Gate on the trail of the World Cup. Once inside the building, I headed for the office of the England team manager, Alf Ramsey. Come in, darling. Alf Ramsey? Yes, darling. Well. Oh, that explains the way England are playing this year. Some sixth sense told me that this wasn't the real Alf Ramsey. So, you've rumbled. Well, it's a long time since I had breakfast. She came towards me. The air was heavy with the scent of musk. I took her in my brutal, sinewy arms and pulled her roughly to me. Her sinuous body melted in my arms. Darling, I can live this lie no longer. I'm not Alf Ramsey. And I'm not Billy Wright. <laughs> oh, good, good. It's better this way. We kissed passionately like two Italian footballers after the winning goal. <laughs> I'm Grotty Thundergast, demon girl spy. The real Alf Ramsey has disappeared. We think he took the World Cup. It's the only way he could get his hands on it. It can't be true. It isn't. I slipped it in for a cheap laugh and a round of applause. I also do impressions. And now, Cicely Courtney Jazz Jack Halbert in Dick Whittington. <laughs> oh, come along, Puss, come along, my darling. Only six more miles to London. Bring back the cat. <laughs> If what Gotti Thundergast had told me was true, this was serious. With Alf Ramsey and the World Cup both gone, this would undermine Britain's prestige as a footballing nation. There was only one man who conceived such a fiendish scheme. Oh. Dr. Chu N. Ginsburg. Aha! Mr. Horn, so you have tracked me to my secret lair on the north face of the Jungfrau. Oh, how are you? My name is Hilda. Oh, you must be the Jungfrau, then. Level. Be careful where you put those alpenstocks. Oh, Lives in a world of her own, she 
You know, I've, I've been thinking doing this show is like spending half an hour on a spin dryer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in answer to your unspoken question, I have Alf Ramsey as my prisoner. Also, have World Club. Club? Yes, club. The sort you sleep in a clubbed. Look, don't you think you're over-characterising a bit? Look, ducky, I don't tell you how to play your part. Rude, <laughs> Yes, sheep. Uh, I say, I've stolen the club. Club it is. C-L-U-P. All right, all right. I didn't mean, uh, I didn't mean to offend uh, you. All right, we'll keep a civil tongue. All right. <laughs> now, now you have discovered my secret. You must die. But before you die, a little entertainment. I will summon the most exquisite geisha, lovely Lotus Blossom. Just go. <laughs> I stand before you in the first blush of my maidenly humility, mate. <laughs> Do you wish for the love songs to issue forth from my rose petal lips? Or would you like me to shake it about a bit? Gives <laughs> you the creeps, don't she? <laughs> See her first thing in the morning. Ah, my little flower. My lychee nut. Ah, my peeking duck. More like a Bombay duck. <laughs> you have to use your imagination on radio. Ah, come let us blossom. Before Mr. Horn dies, do your exotic and tantalizing version of the dance of the seven veils after two. A one, a two. <laughs> <laughs> Got me boots off. <laughs> now my feet can breathe. Makes all the titillation out of it, don't she? Ah, sir, back to the plot. Now, Mr. Hahn, you die. He leapt at me with a fierce cry. We struggled. Oh! <laughs> I gave him a rabbit punch. He drank it thirstily. <laughs> And then, staggering back, he threw his hands into the air, caught them deftly, and balanced them on the end of his nose. <laughs> While my attention was thus distracted, he leapt onto a passing glacier and shot off down the valley at the rate of two miles a century. <laughs> the World Cup so far has not been recovered, and so instead, the winning country from now on will be presented with a plastic Yogi Bear tooth mug in which to keep their plastic Yogi Bear teeth. <laughs> Now the Fraser Hayes Fall. Hear that fan, don't you hear that fan? It's ringing out the glory of the beat. Hear that fan, when you hear that fan, it'll send your spirits marching down the street. For the USA, where the Dixie beat was born It seemed to set with the clarinet And it blew right out of a horn This happy sound went from all around When people started to cheer Some played the notes that others wrote And some kept playing by ear Hear that band, don't you hear that band It's ringing out the glory of the beat Hear that band, when you hear that band It'll send 
your spirits marching down the street. You hear it played in the big parade or the World Cup football game. It's wall to wall at the Albert Hall, and the cops keep doing the same. It makes its point at the Saturday joints, and it puts ahead of the beer. Sometimes it flares at the best of fairs at the coming out time of the year. It's Jubilee to the MCC to the Arsenal, it's too much. To the NDO, it's the status quo, automation never will touch. It makes the day for the IRA, to the CND it jumps. And it plays with glee for the BBC, and it might even cure the mumps. It's ringing out the glory of the beat. You soon find you'll hear that band when everyone is in that band. It'll send your spirits marching down the street. Hear that band, don't you hear that band? It's ringing out the glory of the beat. Hear that band when you hear that band. It'll send your spirits marching down the street. Send your spirits marching down the street When you hear that band Hear that band Band! And now the part of the show that keeps you up to date With what today's people are doing but first, a message from our sponsor. Does your horse suffer from dandruff <laughs> or ill-fitting dentures? Give him dobberoids for that. Smith, Look at that. Smith. Oh, all right. There's no room for the little man in this show. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, trends. First, the teenage scene. Doctors are worried that many teenagers have been chewing morning glory seeds for kicks. Well, we asked gardening expert Percy Thrower if, in fact, these seeds contained stimulant properties. His answer was simple and to the point. Like, don't bug me, man. <laughs> come fly with me, come fly, come fly away, but you have... <laughs> And gardening club this week came to you from the Whiskey R Blue Jeans discotheque in Soho. Meanwhile, <laughs> letters are still pouring in from people who want information about trendy things and people. The first query reads... My, my name is Grunt Puttock, J. Peasmold Grunt Puttock. Well, I'm afraid I can't answer that question. <laughs> Moving rapidly on, our second letter comes from a Mr... Grunt Puttock. <laughs> Grandfather, anticipating you would not answer my first missive, I've written another. To wit, envy is this greasy bit of paper you're now holding. My question is this can you let me have the private telephone number of Judith Chalmers, whom I would like to get my hands on? Now, at, um, 
at this point, the writing became indistinct, but, uh, <laughs> signed... Yours as ever, J.P.'s my grandfather, P.S. And how long shall the men of money rule us? Nay, rise up and throw off your chains and drive the usurers forth with whips and scorpions. And if you have no scorpions, a plate of shrimps will do as well. <laughs> P.P.S. Must close now as I've set the bed on fire and the flames are licking round my hot water bottle. <laughs> and there the pathetic message ends. The next letter I open came from Worried Ex-Gaiety Girl and reads as follows. I am 93 and my husband is 94 and just lately we have And that's all there is. <laughs> There's more on the other side of the page. Oh, yes. yes. But haven't been hitting it off too well. We disagree. Um, we disagree about our youngest boy. He's turned 72, but his one ambition in life is to, to do the turn up on the M1 in his bath chair. <laughs> An attempt, I assure you, dear sir, doomed to failure, as over six miles an hour the rims of the wheels get too hot to handle. What, what shall we do about him, please? Well, well, he's only 72. It's just a phase he's going through. <laughs> Finally, we had a rather sad letter signed Awkward of Tufnell Park, which reads... I feel terribly awkward in company. Oh, I can never think of nothing to say. I'm, I'm gauche, shy and rather clumsy, and I think people are avoiding me. Well, awkward of Tufnell Park, you're not alone in the world. There are others who have the same trouble. And if you don't believe me, you should watch the Seamus Android Show. <laughs> and now, the makers of Dobbyroids present... Tonight from London, the Marie Celeste of show business, the Seamus Android Show. And tonight... Seamus' guests are Ramesses Gumbril, the whistling vicar of all souls. <laughs> Ludmilla Dogtrouser, the celebrated ballerina and copper's knock. <laughs> and Abdul van Goldberg, the well-known puzzle. And here's your host, Seamus Andrew. Hello, good evening, and welcome again. And excuse me a moment while I answer this unexpected phone call, which none of us expected. <laughs> well, now, this phone call comes as much of a surprise to me as it does to you. <laughs> We're on tenderhooks wondering who it can be. <laughs> the phone call. The phone call. Oh, oh, Bobber, there goes the phone. I, <laughs> I wonder who that can be. Hello? Hello? Why, it's Frank Sinatra phoning unexpectedly in person, personally, all the way from Hollywood himself. <laughs> Hello, Frank. Well, that's incredible news. Good gracious, that's, that's fascinating. They did. You have. You will. <laughs> well, that really is exciting news. Yes. Goodbye, tears. <laughs> well, that, that was Frank Sinatra from Hollywood. All right, now, my next guest is... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
actress 84 times married, Miss Jaja Poltergeist. <laughs> Lonely, lonely English people. How are you all, darlings? How are you? Am I not delightful? Yes. All right. Now, Shasha, I see you were quoted in the, in the week as saying that you and millionaire Piggy Dipthong III were, were uh, just good friends. Is there any truth in that? Oh, oh no, 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 no. He's a misquote. We're married. <laughs> That is, we were married on Tuesday, but on Wednesday I discovered he hadn't got any money, so I divorced him. Uh, I thought he was a millionaire. He was on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, oh, please, but people have been so kind. <laughs> Since the news accidentally leaked out through the Jaja Poltergeist World Press Service, I have had 75 proposals. <laughs> Some even for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but to all of you who have written in, I'd just like to say, don't worry, darlings. <laughs> I'll get around to all of you in time. And how true those words are even today. <laughs> all right. And now, moving lugubriously on to yet another aspect... <laughs> A string vest poaching. <laughs> Brings us to our next guest, Hollywood film producer, Daryl F. Claphanger. Hi, everybody. Grand to be back on this shot. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, just being here makes me feel kind of humble, you know. That's Sir Humble, H-U-M-M-D-U-L-L, Humble. Oh, welcome back, Mr. Clapper. Welcome back, Mr. Clapper. Oh, sorry. Uh, 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 <laughs> Who are you, Buster? Sashay <laughs> your fat can out of here and let a man go. Ah, what is it you want to know? Well, you've been yeah. making pictures for 40 years now. Oh, but years, but yeah. you've uh, you've never had an actual box office success. I've been unlucky. And I've been pretty near. By back in the 30s, I made the great musical 43rd Street. I, I thought it was called 42nd Street. Mine was called 43rd Street. <laughs> How do you like that? One lousy street out. <laughs> and I made that wisdom with Gary Cooper. High 11 a.m. I was before my time. I've been dogged by misfortune, my boy. Look at my record. I made Nanook of the South. A spy that went out in the cold. Lawrence of Israel. Guys, each time I sense direction, let me down. But you haven't given up, Darrell. I know, boy. No, I'm not. I'm still in there pitching. You've got to have tenacity. T I N A. I'm boy, am I stupid. <laughs> I'm coming back with a real biggie, B O wise. It, it's got everything religion, music, and horror, and I'm getting Debbie Reynolds to play the title role. <laughs> and, and, uh, and what's that? Rasputin, the mad singer. <laughs> But the hell with culture. Everybody back to my place. Come on, big party after the show. Well, I'd rather Come on, not. let's no, have an I, I, I can't do I that. All right. All right. Thank you. And now, while we're on the subject, 
of the Israeli lemon harvest. <laughs> I'd like you to meet my next guest, lovely sepia songstress, dusky nightingale, all the way from America, Miss Lena Horn. Well, now, Lena. Uh, I think there's been some mistake. Uh... <laughs> uh, actually, it's, it's Kenneth Horn. I, I was a bit worried when I got the invitation, but I thought... Well, well Lena, uh, Lena, you haven't changed a bit. Just as lovely as ever. Yeah, very, very good of you, but the name is Kenneth Horn. Well, Lena, seeing as in the flesh for the first time, I find it difficult to believe that you're the mother of a girl in her 20s. <laughs> you find it difficult to believe. <laughs> Well, how do you think I feel? Look, look, the name is Kenneth Horn. All right, all right. But it seems incredible, Lena, looking at you, that uh, you still have the figure of a young girl. Well, I keep... I keep... <laughs> well, I keep myself up, but... Uh... But I am Kenneth Horn. And good luck with it. And uh, I hope it has a long run. All right, now, people wouldn't forgive me if I didn't ask you to sing, Lena. Kenneth. So what's it going to be, Lena? Look for the last time. Oh. Do I love you? Why? Why? Honey, dear, Apparently, I was so convincing as Lena Horn that I was offered the lead in a revival of Green Pastures, playing opposite Louis Armstrong, but uh, I turned it down. I didn't feel I could combine a singing career with that of a wife and mother. Well, now, that brings us to the end of the show, except for a message to all shipping in the region of Wolverhampton. <laughs> what on earth are you doing there? Okay, I'll see you next week. That was Round the Horn, presented by the makers of Dobby Roy. <laughs> the show starred Kenneth Horn with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Talk and Marty Feldman, and the show is produced by John Simmons. <laughs>